last time on Critnip. The group finally gets the mist and sweat, and the party, most of them, catch up with Babadash, while Parker goes off and explores through newly gathered papers that the uh, Ublex had finally fresh access to. After catching with Babadash, the rest of the party also goes in to explore. While swapping places, Parker catches up with Babadash. The rest of the party finds a newly acquired objective of the other side of a locked door. Upon discovering the other side of the door, naturally shenanigans ensue. Curiosity gets the best of them, which leads to loud findings, which catches Parker's attention. Leaving Babadash, Parker goes to investigate. What could they be up to? Let's find out. Okay, Alanya, roll a investigation check. Walking in here, you are affronted by several things. There are several bodies in this room, or what used to be. They're skeletal by this point. They have clothing similar to Babadatch, actually. Um, several of them are put up against the other end of the wall. You see two of them kind of sprawled out on the center. Um, one of them has a small book kind of tucked in their arm. There is a like a workshop bench in the center with just papers strewn about. They have maps. They have a lot of very, very interesting script. You're actually able to read it. It's ancient Elvish on several of the pieces of paper. Um, mold has begun to grow on a lot of it, and it's it's fairly blotched. It might take some time to try to work through it and read exactly what it says. But there's a secondary control panel to your right as well that you're able to see seeming to operate most of uh, like the city's sewer systems, uh, the city's valves, and um, pipeways. It seems like this was going to be control center for the entirety of Mist and Sweat. Is Hoonval, are you with me, Hoonval, or are you still out and about? Well, I'm most certainly with you. Okay, um, Hoom, does it appear to you that either they were hiding from something, or maybe they were protecting something? And I'm going to gather the papers, and I'm going to go to that little book that that skeleton's holding. Okay. Something's wrong here, I just feel it. I look up, and I check the ceiling. Okay. In checking the ceiling, you see a lot more of these pipes, but more than that, you see a large copper pod. Pod. Hmm. Odd. It's about 30 feet, 30 feet long, about 10 feet wide. I'm going to uh, scale my way up there. Okay. You find a ladder 
on the far end of the wall that has made of metal and it is fairly rusted, but can probably support your weight. Um, you can use it to get up there and you find a door or a hatch, if you would, on the outside of this turn, uh, what it's called, uh, a turn dial knob. It's fairly rusted and would probably need a good strength check of sorts to get it open. Uh, strength check, you say? Sure thing. Yes, I did. did, did do you want Cruz to help with this? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cruz will step up to help. Uh, I rolled a uh, nine. Okay, wait, Cruz, are you helping Humval or are you trying after Humval? I'm trying after I need Humval. someone much bigger and stronger and less sexy than I am to come up here and help. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't help then. I'm sorry. Oh, Gaskar, you're up. Cruz, get, get your ugly bug up here. You're both pretty. Can you just open the door now? <laughs> no, I'm too pretty to open it. <laughs> Well, I I rolled a 14 plus 4. That is 18. You're reefing on this door, and you snap off the valve. <laughs> that complicates things. Well, I'm stumped. What do you guys think we should do? As I hold the valve in Bruce, my hand. Uh, plan B, which for you is typically plan A. So kick, kick the door in? Kick the door in, yes. Um, I got, I got, guys, I imagine as I'm seeing Cruz, like, kind of flap up and, like, getting ready to heel kick this thing or something. I got, got, guys, 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 any chance that we can just bring the pod down to the ground before we do much to it? Because I think we could, yeah, I got a lot of tools. Let's kick it to the ground. Maybe gravity can do most of the work. Wait, wait. Let Lonnie get that book before you come crashing things to the ground. Oh, no. You've, you've got the book. I will help you push it. Heave ho, Cruz. Heave ho. Alanya, oh, Alanya, these guys are stupid. Come here. I'm going to go to Gaskar doing like a little like a, like a hand symbol prayer for the skeletons for whatever is about to happen to them again. Okay. What is suspending this pod in the air? Is it cables, ropes, chains? It is a kind of metal claw case. Oh. Can Cruz fly up to the top of it and see if there's a pin holding the claws together? There is a pin. I want to pull the pin. Brawl strike check. I'm going to step back further. <laughs> yeah, do you announce that you're pulling a pin? Yes, I'm going to announce it, but let me roll and see if I actually pull it first. Okay, Gaskar dips. Gaskar totally dips. <laughs> <laughs> Alanya is following Gaskar. Okay. That's a dirty 21. 21. You pull the pin. I before I pull the pin, I'm going to I'm going to just go, "Okay, watch out below. I'm pulling the pin." And I reef that thing out, holding on to above whatever's above the pin so I don't fall with the pod. Nice. Okay. Well, there were two of these claws holding on this pod, so as you pull one of them, the claw on the other one releases its grip, given the amount of weight that is now shifting the momentum on the other half. The pod swings down halfway, snaps off the other side, crashes to the ground, mushroom cloud, the nuclear bomb that you literally just unhooched from the ceiling has now killed all of you. 
Good job, guys. We're all good. There we go. End of game. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. That's uh, the end of the I don't doubt it. it. Warhead that's just hanging up here, and you guys smash it to the ground. Leaving XP. No, can can we just can we just <laughs> talk that the Reinhards are evil for stealing people's souls, but the uh, the Dova Deo are Dovin. just okay. Deo the Dovin are okay because they are freaking, you know, they're just developing nuclear technology. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing that. Uh, the pod swings down, slams on the ground. In doing so, it warps fairly badly. The doorway that you had tried to open previously uh, now cracks open and kind of like warps up, almost like a like a sardine can. It kind of reveals the inside of it. Cruz is going to flap down and uh, reef the door the rest of the way open so people can peer inside. Easy enough. You tear off what remains of the door. And what do I see inside? Inside, you see small chairs kind of welded to the bottom of the pod floor itself. You see straps set to each one of them. You see along the inside of this cushioning designed as if this thing was kind of meant to take a a fairly heavy hit. And you're imagining that the, the ribbing on the inside giving it a fairly strong structure if it hadn't been exposed to the constant degradation of mist and sweat, this probably would have been a very difficult thing to break or warp in every any particular way. It seems like this could fit anywhere from 30 to 40 individuals tightly. And on the inside, you don't see any bodies or anything. Is there any items of note laying around in there? It's just kind of the overall design of it. Nothing nothing too crazy. Can I come back in at this point? Yeah. Gathar yeah. comes kind of creeping back in, like maybe following behind Alanya's legs, peering around. The dust has settled, yes. <laughs> Walter, and I'm going to ask Walt, <laughs> would you mind taking a look inside? All right. He goes inside, sniffs around. Look carefully. As Walter kind of brightens up a bit, looking around and seeing the uh, the corpses, kind of turns around you and looks like a looks like a sad room to me. What do you see? Dead people. Inside. I see. I see dead people. <laughs> no. Well, I see skeletons. Um. Papers and. Not much else. Would you mind grabbing me the papers? I would, but they're underneath a two-ton pill. Oh, I thought he went inside the pill. Oh, never mind. (laughs) He goes up and he goes inside of the thing. I thought you meant just inside the door as you're outside the door. No, I meant him to go inside the door. Alanya, we can communicate via telepathy, but you still need to tell me what you want me to do. (laughs) Sorry, Walter. Please go inside the canister. All right, I'll be right back. He goes around, hops into it, sniffs around, and comes out. Don't really see anything, no. It's just empty? Yeah, it seems to be empty. There's no living people in it. It just looks like a big pod for people. 
Sawyer. Yeah. Um, I would like to do something that's a little bit parallel to our investigation in this place. I'd like to go back out into that first room and start turn seeing about turning off any of the leaking water pipes and such and to where yeah like this place is not constantly in some state of flooding okay roll an intelligence check while he does this can i try to like like kind of skim these papers and see if i can pick anything up from it in the book because i want to definitely be doing that for a minute walter can i use your light Walter waddles up to you and then poofs out his light. What is Relic doing at this time? Relic is actually helping Alanya look over the papers. Does Relic understand them? Not really, no. Okay, I'm gonna... Oh, 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 oh! I'm gonna be like, Relic, would you mind turning around? He turns around. And I'm gonna use the back of his shell and just kind of like put a bunch of papers on his shell and hold them there and try to like skim through them. You've done this before, and he understands. Sawyer, would this actually be an investigation check, maybe? No, just a straight-up intelligence check. Okay, so that's a 10. A 10? Honestly, not that hard to tell. This place is wrecked to heck. These controls are no longer functioning. Got it. Seems like a place that is constantly wet with somewhat sulfuric slash briny water is not conducive to untreated metals. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I kind of want to just turn off all the water that's kind of coming in. Is there any like floor drains or anything that like where this water is going to kind of naturally go away? Uh, there is actually. Okay, good. That That takes care of one issue. Is the place... Yeah, are they actually functioning? Yeah, they're they're functioning. Okay. It's kind of this constant stream of water pouring in and pouring out. Okay. Is there any, like, electrical systems in here of any shape or form? No, it doesn't seem like there was any form of electricity. Okay. Gaskar, you would remember from the map that you took initially... That showed the overlay of all of the pipework underneath mist and sweat. From that, you would have been able to recall that the water coming from the pipe is most likely gravity fed from pulling from the river bottomless as it goes beneath the city at a decline and then working its way up. Whatever functioning shutoff valve that would have been able to do that would probably be down within the sewers. Do I see a path? there you would be able to surmise a path yes i I just want to make note of it i'm not going in it i just want to make note of that okay hold up who builds a building and doesn't have a shut off that's a water shut off that's easily accessible (laughs) one where things are complicated one where the shutoff valve for this in particular is already broken on the surface that's a manual shutoff so up there, they would have been able to regulate it had all of the controls be still working. Cool. So now, now that I got kind of things at least kind of not flooding and eventually draining out, I would like to 
kind of keep taking a look around and I'll let you tell me what I need to be doing for this. But I'm looking at this place as being a potential workshop space. Okay. For us as a group in the future. Ooh. Because I'm thinking our a lot of our capacity surface-wise is going to start becoming kind of limited. And having a, a good space of operations um, where we can maybe craft things with Cruz's forging skills, my tinkering skills, and that sort of thing might not be a bad idea. So I, I, would, I just kind of want to investigate in a general sense whether or not this space is going to be conducive to that with even some mild alteration. With your mind as a tinkerer, you see the potential here, actually. Maybe cleaning up the now broken table in the back with the massive, you know, pod that just dropped from the ceiling. But beyond that, the rest of the room is actually set up pretty nicely for a good workshop. Okay, cool. We can we can address that at a later time. Okay. Parker. You see that the door that was shut is now completely open and there are broken white hot pieces of metal just scattered everywhere. And also a large dust cloud like slowly emanating from the doorway. Holy crap. Uh, Parker will cautiously make his way through this debris field. Okay. Uh, make your way through. Make sure not to step on any uh, the hot pieces of metal that you can literally feel the heat emanating from. Uh, you look inside and you see a huge pill-shaped piece of metal that is like 30 feet across, 10 feet high. Now, you can see a bunch of you can see two claws in the ceiling from where it was. You see Cruz on the ground tearing open the hatch after it is now not on the top and is definitely on the ground, bent to heck, and he is tearing it open to reveal inside nothing. A large impact crater around it as it seems to have crushed everything that was underneath of it. Though all your party members are accounted for, so at least they weren't part of it. Okay. What does Parker see in this, what else is in this room? Uh, after this fell, there was, I mean, there was a table underneath with a bunch of papers on it, but now that's pinned against the, the big thing. Let's see, there was workbenches kind of around the edge of it. I mean, that was kind of the main thing, that the papers, Alanya has a journal right now that she's going through. Yeah, it's not, not a heck of a lot on top of that. I'll either check, the, like, some side tables for anything, or... Kind of, I'll melt into the background until something happens. Okay. Make an investigation check to see if you can find anything uh, in the room after it's been practically demoed. Only something decent. That is a 17. 17. A little bit more reasonable. Thank you. (laughs) With only a 17, you're able to find in the back left corner a series of packs about three of them, uh, backpacks, small in size, look to be of Deo Dovin make. Do they look like excavation backpacks, like, or are they... What, what, what do this purpose of the packs look like? They definitely look much more like research packs. They look much more like they are 
even like opening them up, they look like they were just stuffed with papers, like immediately as they were like trying to like clean everything up as fast as possible. Guess I'll just kind of grab one of them and start pouring these papers out and seeing what they're about. Okay. It's interesting. When you start to pour them out, what languages do you speak? Um, so Parker knows Sylvan, Elvin, Common, and I believe Halfling. Okay. You'd be able to recognize some of this writing then as Elvin. At least kind of trying to organize it. You're able to organize it by pr- practically language by this point. There's a large stack of what you'd be able to deduce from having seen it, Dwarvish, and about a half stack of paper in Elvish. Uh, the numbers for these, uh, the page numbers for these are all kinds of mixed up, and it is just a mass of papers by this point. It is probably going to take some time to try to put these in some semblance of order, um, but you are able to kind of uh, at least organize them in a language side of things. I guess if, if if I can recognize the language, those are the ones that I'm going to worry about the most. If I don't recognize the language, I don't really care. Okay. And then if any of them are in, well, I guess the elven ones, if I get, if I have, while I'm going through them, if I can just like skim through them, looking for any information that might be helpful. Okay. Skimming through it, uh, it is kind of interesting. It's a lot of olden texts, a lot of olden stories, a lot of like um, tales of the old Greenwood and how it kind of operated. Uh, there was a theory in there that all the plants were connected and they were all interlaced and that what one was affected affected all of them and just this uh, just kind of inner interconnection to the Greenwood takes up most of the pages for this particular backpack Um, studied extensively though to the point of like expertise and there are terms thrown around that you can't fully understand you kind of context clues it a little bit but even then it is fairly difficult to try to digest all in one sitting Um, but the general gist is that mostly in regard to the greenwood it was one connected entity or organism in some way shape and form Hmm, okay. I'm gonna hold on to that. Okay. Are your D&D games feeling stale, plain, or downright boring? Upgrade them today with beautiful landscapes, terrifying dungeons, wholesome inns, and vast forests. Draw your players into your own personal fantasy world with Arkenforge. Arkenforge.com provides hundreds of preloaded items for you to mix and match to fully customize your worlds. Use promo code CRIDNIT to get $5 off your purchase today. That's CRIDNIT. C-R-I-T-N-I-T. Hey everybody, this is Chris Cornish, your audiomancer for CRIDNIT. I just want to take a little time out to ask you to do a couple of things for us. Find us on Twitter and follow us if you haven't already. We are at crit underscore n underscore it. Also, if you could please leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever else that you find us, it would help other people find us and get the story out to others. And speaking of the story, let's hop back into it.
Okay, Alanya, having now started to peruse through these uh, pieces of paper, you're beginning to see some interesting things. At the beginning, it's mostly just written in Dwarvish. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, basic schematics of the, uh, the pipework within the city. All of the emergency shutoff valves, all of the control panels up top, the vats, you're able to see breakdowns of how everything works and kind of the, the instructions behind it. Now, what's interesting is the pod that's resting now in the center of the, the room, you're also able to find a breakdown of that there. Now, what's interesting is written in the top, you are able to read the words uh, escape pod is written on it. So it seems as though these were designed to escape something. Now, flipping through further, the pieces of paper that have the ancient elvish on it, that's where things get interesting. You can read it fairly easily. It's not that difficult. It takes you a few, a few moments to kind of read through a couple sections of it. But it's a lot of the research that had been done by your family, actually. Your father, having explained to you his work a lot as a kid, this was almost direct notes from what he had told you previously. It mentions the Alquirium, the connections between it, uh, how the, the supposition that the Alquirium is the center of most of the magic in the world, and it's not just this outer, uh, outside force that just kind of emanates from the various space around one. And it's interesting, it goes further to even say that the fractures... This map until one of his orbs... <gasps> Wait! Alania's been... Yeah, and Alania's also been down a lot, so she would, in her journals, would have drawings of the maps. Alright, I, I project the map that Sawyer is gifting me. Gaska? Mm, I... Yes? Can you bring me your map, doohickey, please? Ah! I... Yes, and I get down onto all fours and I scurry. Can you project it against this wall right here? Mm hmm. And I'm gonna take that paper. I'm gonna take that paper and I'm gonna line it up with his map. Okay. Layers of the fracture. They don't seem to point to anything in particular. What about a map of Adronis? Does anyone have. I should have that. You do have a map of Adronis. I'm going to pull, go in my bag of holding, I'm going to pull my journal out, and I'm going to open it to, where like I have like a pull-out map of Adronis, and I'm going to line it up and see if it maybe matches that with the fractures I already have documented. I turn my orb into a, just kind of a light mode, and I put it under your under the pages, just to help with that. You're amazing. Thank you, Gaska. I appreciate it. That helps a lot. Does it line up? does do i get any new information from this yes actually the five marks line up exactly with five places to the north it lines up on tinder town it's in the northern sandlands down up to the kind of northeast it falls on glickrin the capital of Brie for you. To the east, far, it lines up on Bannerstill. 
which is the capital city of Vetch. Just to the east, closer in between the two cities, of, or between the two countries of Everrain and Vetch, it lines up on Tailtown, the capital city of Morin. Tail isn't T-A-L-E or T-A-I-L. T-A-L-E. And then, the fifth one lines up on Hopal, the capital city of Everrain. So, is there any other capital cities? There are. Is there a fracture lined up where there's not already one drawn? These are marked over the cities themselves. And Hopal has a fracture, doesn't it? Or no? Yes, it does. That's what you guys are in now. So, does Cruz recognize that these are all fracture locations? Well, having now placed over and pretty much in full view of the party, you would be able to surmise that, yes, these are locations of fractures. But is it historical knowledge from, like, if you just live in the world of Adronis, because fractures are such a catastrophic thing, like, you, do you know, like, oh, yeah, they've got a fracture, they've got a fracture, we've got a fracture... Is that common knowledge, or would it be a little bit surprising to learn of another country having a fracture? Either way, Cruz is just going to mention it going, each one of these dots are cities in different countries with fractures. So are these dots on the cities, or are these dots on the fractures? And that's Cruz talking to Alanya. Well, to address Chris's question real quick, yes, it is pretty common knowledge in the world to know where the fractures are, and most countries have at least two of them by this point. Now, Hopal is the only city of which a fracture exists within the capital. Can I investigate see if there's anything about this, these two being together, that is going to draw my attention? Like maybe something's popping out. So at this point, these were all of the kind of loose leaf papers that you've gone through. You haven't addressed the journal yet. Oh, okay. Just to... I'm going to, like, fold my map back up, and I'm going to keep that piece of paper in there with it. Okay. And then I'm going to open that journal. Okay. Opening the journal, it seems to be the journal of one of the researchers here, named Vecklin. V-A-K-L-A-N. Vecklin. Uh, detailing kind of the, the general look and what they were doing down here. Vecklin seemed to be a researcher, trying to deduce the location of the next fracture. He had been sent down here by the Deodovan to determine a few things. Keep an eye on the Reinhardts, keep an eye on them, make sure that what they're doing is relayed back to Commander Deathden, but also to try to see if they can use the papers given to them, not having been told what age they are, and it is interesting that Vecklin does make that a distinction, that he does not know the age of the paperwork that he's been given, but it does seem old, though the bringing up of this was sure to bring consequence, and so he has kept it to himself. The journal goes on to detail the worries and the, the preparations that his people are going through. The crafting of the very thing above them, mentioning it as a escape pod, details that the success of them having tested it against huge amounts of force massive 
collisions have uh, made this thing survive. And it is absolutely 100% ready to go. And then near the end of the journal, you find a breakthrough. They have discovered the link between the Alquirium, the Silvered Shade, and the locations of the fractures. Oh. Okay. Having used similar research that the people had been granted, that these researchers have been granted from the early days of the Deodovan research far to the north, they have determined a few things. One, the Silvered Shade and the Alquirium are located in the same location. Two, the Alquirium must be retrieved and placed within the Deodovan's possession. For with that, they will be able to return to their homeland and wreak havoc on those who thrust them out. And three, the next fracture will appear on second Withnik in the month of Gree in the son of Appenda. Where? On all of the cities mentioned within this article. And it lists the five cities. Gentlemen, we need to get back on top. Is it not? It, hasn't that already happened? No, it's like... That's today. Yeah! So Alanya is gonna be like, is it not the second Wicknit? Today. Does nobody know what day it is? It is. All right. Were you reading the journal out loud? Do we? Did we all get this information? No, I'm about to tell time? you. Oh, so Cruz is just gonna go, well, yeah, but why is that important? A fracture is about to appear in five different places today, and one of them is in Hopal, in the city. We have to get back up there now. I look at her and go, uh, I look at her. Um, I hear you, but a fracture opening is a terribly cataclysmic event. Not only are we going to be safer down here from a fracture opening, if we at least wait it out a day and then we go up, we're going to be tremendously more able to help people if that's what your aim is here. We're not going to stop this. No, but we also have very fast people here and somebody with wings. We could very well get people out of Hopal now. But who, I, I it, please do not make this to be sounding callous because that's not what my heart is here. But who, are we looking to help? I think it's not only what are we going to help, but what is going to come out of the fracture. Or what is about to surge from the fracture. Yes. But again, again what, how, what are we going to be able to do to prevent that? But what are we going to be able to do to save anybody from it occurring? There's no way we can prevent a fracture from opening if a fracture in fact is going to open simply because this is this is could be flawed research we've only read a journal there's no other proof stating this and there has never been two fractures ever to open in the same area ever i've been an avid researcher my whole life and these notes line up perfectly with mine i'm telling you i think these notes are true how do I put this? How do I put this? Even if we got up there, the Silonars have this. This is fractures opening. It's cataclysmic. It is something that happens around the world every five years. They have solid plans 
to get people out and to restrain monsters coming into the cities. They have soldiers, they have armies, they, they are perfectly mobile. If a fracture is going to happen, the Silinaras are on top of it. On top of that, there's an entire guild of guild of warriors above us. They, they're not there. Guild no one has been the only one protecting the fracture. The other ones are down doing getting bounties. How are the Silinaras going to know, isn't it? Wouldn't it make more sense to give the Silinaras a heads up that this is coming? So they're on arms. I'm with Alonia on this one. If we're able to get up there and at least give them a warning, because I haven't heard rocks falling from the surface right now. And what if we're down here? What if we're down here and those fractures merge? Say worst case scenario and we're down here. This is a 12-hour journey back. Relic. I can get there the fastest. So who who wants to come with me? Can Alanya go back up? You can get down. You can't go up. Damn it. Okay, no. The fracture is sounding more dangerous than it's worth. And Cruz, you know the Silenar is the best, do you not? You said he's your bestie. I, I, I do. He'll he'll trust me if I say it, but he's not going to trust me without proof. He's he's still a logical person. I have a wave where we can probably get back up top instantaneously, but it is a major risk. Some of you have already experienced it and experienced it working out actually moderately well. And that still wasn't all that great. My way may be slower, but it's guaranteed to work. Alanya can turn into a bird and follow me. So all I need to do is carry one person. Oh, Walter, you did research with my, you were with my father when he did research on this. Were you not? Yes. Did he say anything about the potential of two fractures forming and what would happen? was never able to specify exactly what would happen if two of them appeared on the same place, but whoever controls the Alquirium always obviously is the one making these fractures appear. Logically, I don't know what they would do if they merged. Okay, Devil's Advocate, do we know where the Alquirium is? And if we do, let's just go there. We don't know where the Alquirium is. It was in the notes. It's... Yeah, it's with the silver shade. Aquarium is with the silver oh! shade. Oh, can Alanya call the silver shade? Can she somehow get his attention? I was about to, to try something. I would like to hum the song. Okay. Do I have it recalled enough to be able to do so? Yeah, you can. You can hum the song. Okay. Does it? do anything? Does it react with Hoomval's things? His papers? It does not. Okay. The last thing I want to try is I look up to that orb and I say, Solar Shade, are you the one watching us? And if so, can you please make that obvious for a moment? Because I think we want to talk. You see the orb disappear. Okay. I'm going to kind of like, with all my hope, I'm going to grab my pendant. And I'm just gonna hold it, and I'm gonna say, you were there for me every time I've been down in the fracture. Please, if you can hear me, come forward. From the shadow cast upon the ground of the large escape pod in the middle of the room, the silvered shade stands up. Yes! 
I'm gonna walk up to him. Down upon you, hands behind its back. I follow her. There's no part of Gaskar that doesn't think that he is a divine emissary in some some way that is actually somewhat good, despite looks. He's on the canister, right? Uh, he stood up on the ground beside it. Okay. I'm gonna walk up to him and say, do you know what's going on right now with the fractures and the equilium? And can you help us? You see it nod. The rest of you hear echoing sounds in your heads of cracking ground, reminiscent of a dream you had not too long ago. As he begins to scan over each one of you. Mr. Shade. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Yes, I heard the voice so long! Why are you making the fractures? Bring the worthy to me. I was so right. <laughs> okay. To unite the world above. Isn't the fractures just ripping the world above apart? Yes, it is. And if the world above cannot learn to keep themselves as united as they may against a common enemy, they will find themselves consumed. I knew it! Yes! So, am I to understand, then, that your desire is peace? Peace can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And peace, unfortunately, from what I have learned from a lot of people, which I do not agree with, is submission to one particular set of beliefs. Do you, are you attempting to conform people to your ideals? Or are you truly attempting to dissolve the world's opinionated nature to strive together in true unity? Or does your form of peace have have terms? Care only for those who are unified. If they share different beliefs but can unite in sword then so be it but a hundred and fifty years have passed and I have yet to know that peace upon the world and so now I am stepping up I am going to begin to take cities now the world has a very small time left. They do not unify. I will consume them all. So I would like to ask a question. Have you done anything to explicitly say your desire? No. I have presented them. 
the most basic of humanoid element, the element of fear. Fear unifies, fear of the unknown. They don't know why the fractures appear. They don't know what they are. They're a commonality amongst the world, and yet they still strive to destroy their neighbor rather than unite against the one thing they can all agree is bad. <laughs> Sorry, I've been holding that one in for a long time. Can Alanya grab his hand? He kind of pulls his arm around and grab his hand. It is skeletal. It feels like it's made of metal. I've grabbed it before. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at him and I'm going to say... Who is our common enemy? <clears throat> Come again. I have taken the position of their enemy because as long as they see me as their enemy, they have reason to be ally. It is not a weight I bear proudly, but is a title that I must bear if I am to do what I have set to do. To punish the Reinhardts, my own family, to throw into a world of chaos and hatred, any semblance of peace, and to have decisions made that will alter the very fabric of time and space. Even right now, the Daredovin are planning to hunt down and kill me. If they reach me, they will be able to succeed. Are they trying to kill you because you stole magic from the entire world? Or are they trying to kill you because you're really tyrannical Reinhardt? He said he was a Reinhardt. He said betraying his own family. I'm well aware, but I'm actually giving him exactly the name of exactly who he is. And, and I'm accusing him of stealing magic from the entire world. That's the name... Tyrannal Reinhardt. You all feel a flush of wind flight, flood from underneath his cloak. You see his skeletal eyes, just the sockets, bend downward in an angry, forbidding stare as he looks to you, Cruz. No, I am not my brother. I will never be him. I wish she would have died as a child. She would never have come into the world to bring his rot, his death. The reason I am what I am is because of him. What exactly are you? I am Donich Reinhardt. And I... And you see him grab with the hand that he has free, his cloak, and kind of move it to the left. And you see in the chest cavity... In the ribs, a floating cylinder of golden yellow, just kind of moving about ever so slightly. And I was once a dragonborn, till I came into possession of this, the Aquarium of Adronis. You see him kind of replace his cloak. Once I came into possession of this, I had no hope of maintaining a physical form. The power destroyed it. 
And now here I am, a specter, an outcast. I have come across something in just my study of ancient magic. Of, Are you a lich? I am not that of Ken Vadesh, no. I deplore the use of dark magic. Mm, okay. I share similar qualities. Yeah, you do. However, one interesting quality between the two of us, the use of a phylactery, is very comparable. If one was to strike me down, one could not simply destroy my being without demolishing the Alquirium. Break the Alquirium, and you kill me. Now this is a quandary I pose to you all. Do you want magic back into the world? No. Magic was once something that flowed through everything and powered everything. We all took advantage of the convenience it brought upon us. It was an energy that saved lives, granted lives. When magic ruled the world, we seen unknown prosperity. If magic goes back into the world now, we are going to see un known chaos exactly like it was when it left i want to know you found the aquarium because i've read tiernal's journal he sent you to find it did you keep it for yourself because you were like me the last bloodline mutation is how my father would put it more human than dragon, more stained or not worthy enough. Did you keep it in hopes to make yourself worthy and instead ripped magic from the world and cut people off from their gods? No, I was a mutant, but I was not one who desired no. I took the Alquirium because I saw what Tyrannal would do with it. Tyrannal was already fashioning weapons for Kenvedesh. He was already giving them many, many dark and twisted magical weapons that he was being used against Adenin. Our family was funding genocide. And so I, being tasked to get them the most powerful weapon in Atronis, then had only one decision, to lock it away with the one person who seemed to have any semblance of fairness, any semblance of morality, and that was me. I became the living vault for this power, and I fled into the fractures fled into the levels left by the gods. Now, I do also want to make sure that I point this out. There's one god upon this planet that I have had a lot of dealing with. 
I almost killed him. But he escaped my grasp. And I imagine he's at least had some meddling up there. Castiel. Oh, dear Castiel. Oh, he was fine. Slain before his time by an assassin. I honestly don't think he's dead. I think he just got trapped into a box. Trapped into a box? Maybe. The Reinhardt's curse objects with sores, so I've heard. So I've seen. How this is going. Off topic. You all have one hour before I rip Hopal from side to side. I'm going to look at him and say, wouldn't there be another place to put the Aquilium that's safe where no one can find it? I hoarded it on the 20th level of the fracture. This being that stands before you is merely a projection of myself. The Aquilium cannot be taken or broken. It must be protected. You told me. Yes. You know. That I of all people, you may not know them, but you know me. I have no harm for the Aquarium. I want nothing to do but to restore peace. Correct. So can't you just give us a little more time? I beg of you. I can get you to the surface. But time is not going to be on your side. I have made up my mind, and it cannot be changed. No, yes it can. That's total BS. You could change your mind at any time you want. You're choosing not to change your mind. You are just like Tyrannal. Once he had a thought in his head, there was no changing it. Don't be like him. I jump up and I slap Cruz. I'm going to squeeze this shade's hand. You jump up and I'm going to just grab you out of the air. You guys are proving his point. No. He's being exactly like every other guy in my family. Once I've made up my mind, that's it. You have every power in your mind. You have all the power here. You can choose how to do it. You are choosing to cause another fracture, rip open the surface, and take unknown amount of lives because you don't want to spare the time. How about you actually use that power for something great not be like every other Reinhardt that's trying to, I don't know, consume souls into weapons, can make everything into a weapon. I'm a, the, I'm the living embodiment of it. For crying out loud, I'm a blacksmith that creates weapons because it goes through our family god line. Step the f*** up, stop being like your brother, and choose the right thing and use that power for something other than destruction. This is it, your choice. That, that, that. The Silvered Shade pushes past you, Alanya, moves aside you, Gaskar, and stands right in front of you, Cruz. Oh, God. I, I go back with to Alanya, and I, I pull out a mysterious bag of popcorn that I've just had, and I offer you some. I'm going to take a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I slowly crunch it. Our family strove for destruction, for profit, and for greed. I knew it! 
They wanted to consume the world in fire as long as they got their gold. Now, Cruz, you are a blacksmith. You are talented. You are a Reinhardt. Right now, your friends and you have a fracture. One that I did not create, but one that needs mending nonetheless. I am going to destroy the cities in one hour. <laughs> no, I have deemed this because I have given a problem. I've given an enemy and I've given one hour. I do not do this out of joy. I do not do this out of profit. I do not do this because I want to. I do this because it must be done. I do this because it is the only thing that will unite the world in peace. Now, Donich, I want to point out something that I hope you've considered. They, the people of Adronis, do unite to come and destroy you. The common enemy is now gone. Correct. And at this point, what is to keep people united then? True peace is never going to come out, uh, come about through fighting, through an antagonism. It's going to come about through people truly putting, elevating the needs of others above their own needs. And this is not even a, this is not going to accomplish that. If anything, this is going to elevate each individual needs to the same spot as any everyone else's needs. And that's at least a step in the right direction. But it's never going to be about serving the other. It's going to be about creating something, some form of alliance that is at best on shaky ground for the purpose of meeting their own needs. I ask you this. Will they survive? You said one fracture was not created by you. Yes. Could this be the key? Fracture was not created by me. Was a was a fluke, to say the least. I was one of the gods meddling when she couldn't or shouldn't have. What god or goddess? Glamonia. She was being difficult, closer than the others to breaking through the veil. But no, and in regards to you, Gaskar. I have given them and the world a certain amount of time. Right now, a unknown assailant is destroying the world. Right now, if they unite, they pool their resources, they band together. They come take the fight to me. They come down. They unite as brothers in arms and they slay me there. I am not a 
tyrant in the way that my father, that my brother, that anyone else in my family, and then perhaps Cruz here, would be. Which is a tyrant. A tyrant who would use his power to now rule the people. I have faith that upon my fall, in the unified world that brought about my end, they would then be able to take the power that I have and bring about a new era of peace and prosperity to them. Then they would be ready to take up the mantle. But don't you, but you also misunderstand if somebody gets a hold of the aquarium again and it's the wrong person, we go through this all over again. Cruz's wings are going to fly open right here and he's... You're a Reinhardt. You are painting a target on the entire Reinhardt family. Do you know what the world is going to unite against after you're gone? The Reinhardts. You know why? Because you've put them through 150 years of magicless torture, opening fractures every five or so years in the most populated cities. You are painting a target on every single, and you know what? It could go even farther than that. You could paint a target on every dragonborn that walks the service and crawls through the fractures. You can start a systematic annihilation of your entire race of people. The people up there are not going to just look at, oh, well, the Silver Shade took magic and then we beat him. Yay. No, they're going to look at the fact that you're a Reinhardt. They're going to look at the fact that you're a Dragonborn and they're going to turn their hate to us. You need to you need to think with a clear mind. Do they mind. know who I am? They'll find out. By your mouth, by your spreading of who I am. As of right now, you are only the three, four, five. You are the only five who know of this. So if it starts spreading, you know who to burn. Also, there will only be one right heart by the end of this day. All of Hopal will fall, and I will make sure every single one of them meets an end. So you're opening the fracture under the Reinhardt district? No. I am opening the fracture beneath Hopal. Hopal itself will fall. Do you think all the Reinhardts are just located in Hopal? They've branched. The family is all over the world. The Reinhardts will never disappear. We have cousins, everything, all over the world. I don't know where every single one of them are. I possess more power than any one of any individual upon the world of Adronis. I just feel like there could be so much potential for you to harvest the aquarium, keep it safe. You dedicated all this time to protect it. Obviously, you're the best slated for it. I have heard the stories of what happens when people attack you. Do not think I am unaware. I just really genuinely feel like we can unify the people. We can. I have been working on that since I've got back to the surface, since you sent me to the surface. You have tried your best, young Alanya. But time is running out for them. I have struck every country at least twice. And still, Vetch refuses to align. The Ten Metal War. There was a war between three countries. 
Less than 20 years ago. While he's going on to this rant, I walk over to Relic. Okay. And I I say to Relic, I want to talk to Valia. You Relic look down on you and nod. Uh, and you see him produce his, his orb of Valia and hand it to you. Valia. If I understand your nature correctly, you are the goddess of hope. And everything we are talking about down here has none. And but he has a point. The world above is in chaos and it is in uh, all about infighting faction upon faction enemy against enemy the world above is without hope is there something you may be able to do is there something about your presence in this world that could alter the course of what has been history and what is the predestined future. Cruz, the silver shade turns from you and begins to walk over to Gaskar. And Gaskar, the orb of Valia that you're now holding produces an eye and it stares up to you and it's almost like it's it's smiling. And, and you get this sense within your stomach that hope will never die. There is always hope that the world will unite. As long as there is something to unite. And it's that last end of the statement that hangs with a certain amount of uncertainty and what you would register almost as fear. Valia. Are you in support of what he is desiring to do? You feel a cold, a frigid coldness upon your hand. <laughs> that is what I thought. She's not going to be able to do anything, you know. No, I imagine that... Her power is exceedingly limited compared to yours. Do you know what could reunite the people? I'll tell you one thing, Alanya. You know what never reunites the people for long? A false peace. And if you do what you're planning on doing, you will just create a false peace. This is not the way to do it. Death only brings about death, which inspires revenge, and all that brings about is more death. Well, then let it die with me. If you do this, you understand that I will be honor-bound to hunt you down and end you. What's the point? He looks to all of you. That is the point. I am the common enemy. I have been the enemy of the world. I have killed entire cities of people. I want 
those above to hate me. So much so that looking at their brother who they've warded with for 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, put their qualms aside. I want the Hatfields and McCoys to turn their guns on me. Do you understand that Hatfields and McCoys right now are ready to kill each other simply because they're too busy struggling to find a new power source? They're struggling to continue on with everything they're doing. They're not going to turn all of that towards you because you rip open a hole in the ground. I'm going to look at the Silver Shade and I'm going to say, do you know why I've been collecting these hearts? Because the Aquarium should never be in the hands of a mortal again. My plan is to break the veil and resurrect the gods and give them the Aquarium where it's destined to be. And no, by the way, you say people with you hundreds of years will hate you. I will never hate you, sir. I think you're misguided, but I will never hate you because I do not wish that burden upon your soul. And with that, I'm going to turn from him for the first time and start walking away from him. As you turn and you, you walk away, you guys all see the Silvered Shade. His head just kind of hangs at. Turning back, you do see what look to be almost silvered tears in his eyes. And you hear Alanya in your head. I have taken everything from you. One thing I could do, which was give you at least a future. And use that. And I'm going to turn back to him, and I'm going to say, no. Hatred, bring, hatred brings fear and war, and I do not have room for hatred in my heart. Donich, are you up for a little bit of interest? Our options have now narrowed very slimly. Yes. Release Valia. <laughs> Release Valia. Release the goddess of hope. Because if nothing else, her ideals align with yours. Maybe through different means. But a goddess of hope, hope is what brings about true unifying peace. Release Valia. To your own point, young mongoose, I am not going to let the power of one dictate the power overall. Now, what you must understand, I broke Valia. Or her bit from bit when she came into the world. I was shutting the veil. I had warned them what they would what would happen. And there she tried to come through. So I broke her. Broke her into every small bit I could and scattered them. The gods, as you say. Remember how I said I was warring with one? The god no one walks on this planet still. The sleazy, 
Is my no one? Is my name is at the registration desk directly above your head, the one that cannot enter the guild, no one? By many names, I don't know the current one. But Gaskar, the gods played with this planet. The gods are what gave us knowledge of where the Alquirium was. No one told us where it was. The gods you think are greater than us. Well, let me just peel back the veil, so to speak. They're not. They're just like us, actually. The gods, the Alquiriums, they all have one. They're all tucked in their own little plane of existence. These fractures, these layers, you see, these used to be their homes. They used to love Atronis. And then they got sick of it. Then they all couldn't stop squabbling over who could rule what on the surface. And so they left. They agreed to abandon Atronis and rule from afar. Their own little power sources all sitting right next to them. So they could never feel weak again. And they left one on the planet for all of you. They took all of their power and set it on their own little planes and gave you the scraps. Mm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first one to put it out there that we probably don't deserve the scraps even. Um but I think that's interesting food for thought because if anything is proven is that the nature of, you know, a sentient race of folks has been that perhaps we deserve limited power, not unlimited power. Um, but you say you want to see the people of this plane united. And the one, the one goddess... Other than the god of no one who, mm, yeah, pretty obvious his agenda is always and, and will always be about himself. Him excluded. One god chose to disregard your warning, not thinking that they could maybe beat it, I don't know, but disregard it for the sake of the people here. Release that god. And you don't have confidence that all humanoid kind can unite under their own power? No, I do. But I'm going to say that it is not our nature. And and there and I do think you are on to one thing, Donich, is that there does need to be a common banner and under which to unite. But I think your motivations are incredibly flawed and will not 
turn into anything lasting, but hope will. Before Alanya starts walking off, Alanya is going to kind of look back at the shade and she's going to say, All lessons learned are from mistakes. Don't you think that maybe the gods have learned theirs? He looks at you. No. I don't think they have. And in your regard, Gaska, I am not going to put the gods back. And you see him actually, from within his coat, produce an orb. Very familiar in shape, size. And he sets it back within his pocket. She will never be whole as long as I. <laughs> do it, Hoopball, do it! <laughs> I've been standing here quiet this entire time listening to everyone with their conjectures. And that seems like an opportune moment to me. As long as I've been forgotten in the background, I want that. And I'm going to make a swipe for it. Okay. Uh, please roll sleight of hand. This is where you need that nat 20. Oh, you got it. Twenty has never felt so good. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah, buddy! Listening, waiting, and just being a background character for the last, I don't know, hour. <laughs> this is why you're amazing. Oh my god. I've contemplated shooting crews three times, Gaskar once, and just also leaving. But I've stuck it out this long just to swipe that away. Well, as he sets it into his pocket, your waiting hand is there to retrieve it. You feel it within your hand, and then pluck. That's gone. Safely away with you. And as part of my skirmisher, I will just uh, skulk away. I will position myself right next to Alanya. Okay. In finishing his thought, having produced that. I'm not going to trust any. I'm going to take the humanoids for what they are. No outside influence, no crutch, no band-aid, no help, just them. And Cruz, if you, if you desire their destruction so utterly that you'd rather me just wipe them off the face of this planet, I assure you it's coming. You won't need to wait terribly long, actually. Bottom line, you're forgetting two things about humanoids. Humanoids always strive for a leader that is never the same one, and humanoids always strive for conflict because they can't agree on anything. You will not. But you're just proving his point further. You will not give them something common. Perfect. No, you, you can't. They cannot unite over the one thing that is commonly destroying them. Then they deserve to die. Um, all right. At this point, um, Parker is going to cast the cantrip message to the shade. Ooh. Okay. I'm all for your plan, but you're going about it the wrong way. You are pretty stupid for a blacksmith, aren't you? When you're forging your weapons, do you break them before you're done? 
see him turn his head to you, and mentally you hear back. Then bringing down Hobo does the exact same thing. You want to forge a weapon that will rise up against you. Then don't break them. Twist them. Mold them. Do not break. So you're saying my plan of killing them is too extreme. Extreme, yes, but I, I believe any loss of life is, is a little extreme to prove a point. You see him take a contemplative look, as contemplative as a skeleton can. So what would you, Bacabrex, propose? Don't destroy the city. Take it. Or shoot the people out of town. But do your best not to let them die. Whatever you want to do with the Rhine Metal Districts is completely up to you. There is one area in one condition. I plead to you, you do not touch. There's a small shop called the Second Hand Serenade and Repair. In your head, you hear the response. I suppose hardening the people's hearts doesn't work well when they wind up dead. Because you have asked... I will leave this shop standing and its inhabitants unharmed if they do not fight back. But if they do, I cannot control every one of the creatures I set upon the city. But because you have asked, anyone who escapes the bounds of the city, I will not have my creatures pursue. Thank you. All right. The plan has been presented. Seems to have taken it. To forge the weapon, I will put it through the fire, but I will not break it. Though with it, a certain amount of the metal is burned off in the process. There is a level of loss to this weapon just innately, you must understand. But the ends justify the means. Hold on. Do I know about Gaskar's button? I don't think you know about it. All you know is we bamfed out. Because I really want to grab onto the silver shade, press the button, and just see where we teleport. The silver shade can teleport. He can just disappear on his own. Because if he's get, if he's gonna destroy the surface, if he's gonna destroy the surface, why can't we take him with? You can try. I think he's gonna teleport pretty quickly away from you, though. I mean, he kind of he controls the fractures. He can just vanish. But can he control him outside of the fracture? Fine. You made an offer to take us to the top of the fracture. Can you take us midair and give us a little bit of levitation? In a big, bright light. No. Drop us directly in the throne room in front of the Silinaris. Cruz, would you shut up? Then drop me there. Can you? Give us a little bit of levitation for while you're doing the fracturing. Um, And before then, a big, bright light and really loud voices. 
and put us kind of right in the capital of the capital, right outside the Silinaras area, so that we can declare with a loud voice a warning, a proclamation, a prophecy, if you will, of what is to come and what hope there is of ever preventing the destruction like what is about to occur in the future. If you're going to be about it, then I'm going to try. I'm going to be about it, too. (laughs) At what you get and you don't throw a fit. Right after he says that, Cruz is going to walk directly up to him. I'm talking about right in his face and says, what happens if I just reach into that chest of yours and destroy the ocularium? You mean the aquarium? Or or, or, aquarium. You see him hold up his hand and then open up his, his cloak and you see just the skeletal metal metallic remains and go ahead do it remember he said this was just a projection I was kind of geek yeah he said this was a projection this is not him he's in the 20th oh, level sh- so we need to get to the surface now I forgot about that like let him do his little teleporty stuff like he usually does get us up there because if we give them a pre-warning this is coming and we have people see us with the silvered shade, that is going to back us up. That is going to provide evidence that we're telling the freaking truth. That is going to make it where people go, okay, maybe we do need to start unifying. You know what I mean? Like, let's get our ass there. Staring at you, Cruz. Do what you do. Let's go. Throws his, his cloak back on and... He looks to you, Alanya, actually. Do you want me there, then? If you want to unify these countries... Yes, if you want to unify these countries, you dropping us off would be the first place for evidence that everyone needs to start standing together. They haven't for over 200 years. I agree with you. I've witnessed it. I know. So, yes. There are dangers involved with doing this. I will not let anyone harm you. And with that, he moves his hand. And the world around each one of you grows dark. I have dark vision, 60 feet. <laughs> so does Alanya. You can't even <laughs> see through it. That's that meme. I have dark vision. Like. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine, Huval, you see. After that, he actually just goes back and sits down and grabs some tea. You all aren't actually going anywhere. He just froze time and... Through through uh, darkness over everybody. He's just sitting there drinking. Oh, okay, I shoot him while he's sitting down. <laughs> what? How did you see that? No. What Dark kind of tea are you drinking? Uh, <laughs> I shoot the tea. No, the tea, not the tea. Uh, okay, so Alanya, Gaskar, Humval, and Cruz, you all open your eyes. To piercing white light. A dark fish. You find your sense. Oh yeah, now okay. Humval, you're blinded by this point. <laughs> oh no. Uh, the hubris. Worth it. The ground below you is solid stone. You see around you large pillars of carved marble, huge in size. You open your eyes. In the throne room of the Silinara, 
Upon the throne, you see the Silanara sitting. A very well-kept elf, regal clothing on, a cloak that kind of runs all the way down to his legs, a crown upon his head, and you all just appear right in front of him. Several guards immediately begin to run towards you in an instant, having now unexpected visitors appearing in the middle of his throne room. And behind you all, the Silvered Shade stands. And that is where we leave off for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And remember, never stop telling stories. Oh, Sawyer bamfed out. Uh, sorry about that. My bad. Sawyer. My bad. Stop clicking the big yeah. red button. I'm sorry. The big red button appeared over something that it should not have appeared for. Uh, okay. So. Worst DM.